podcast guys i got my co-host rich with me unfortunately we do not have mark with us today uh, mark is on a little bit of a hiatus right now he's taking a little bit of personal time working on some big projects and you know some other big things right now so uh he will not be joining us tonight but we do have a lot of a lot of interesting things to talk about so we thought it was important to kind of get you guys the content and the information you need you know prior to the season starting so uh i'll kind of turn it over to my co-host rich right now and uh He'll kind of fill us in on some news and notes today, some unsigned free agents, and then we'll take you to a little intermission. You know, he's got some nice, good products that he wants to share with us. And if you're following us on Instagram, you kind of already know what's going on. But uh, we also got our draft prepped and our whole process of, you know, how we come to our actual draft process and how we bid on players and how we value each guy. And then we'll kind of go to a positional breakout and, uh, you know, what's one standout guy from each position that you guys can kind of keep an eye on and uh, watch out for your draft? So I'll uh, turn over yeah. to my man, Rich. And uh, what's uh, what's happening with the NFL news, buddy? Yeah, man. Uh, good to be here. I, I, I'm glad we're here. I think uh, we got a bunch of good shit to go over and a bunch of good shit to smoke, I think. So I think that'll be good. Um, but yeah, news and notes. We'll, we'll get right into it. We'll go for it. Um, we haven't been on in about a week, so you know, if something came out, we're going to have no preseason. I think that's the first thing that we can discuss real quick. Um, I think just generally speaking, uh, no preseason, it's going to impact the rookies. It's going to impact teams. I think we're going to look at teams that are a little more established this season. I I think that's the way I would take that. That would be the fantasy kind of spin for us is how we check that out. You know, You, you kind of agree, Brad? Yeah, I kind of think it's funny, like, every year comes around and we're like, you know, fuck preseason, everyone hates it, you know. Finally, we get a year and there's no preseason, and we're like, wait, we don't have a preseason? <laughs> so I think that's kind of funny Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, man. I complained about preseason like, oh, for no years, pre-season. and now I'm missing it. It's funny. Like you say, I do think that'll have a huge impact, and I do think veteran squads, you know, they're not really going to miss a beat. They've done this before, so they're actually probably going to, you know, excel because they don't have to go in the extra weeks and do this and that. So they'll come in a little more fresh out the gate. So I do think the veteran teams will have a, a leap up. So, yeah. And I mean, even a team like, you know, uh, even getting Cam Newton in, in fresh new, but having just all that time, just right there with your quarterback. Um, so a team like that's led by a guy like Bill Belichick, I think that's like kind of uh, kind of a good situation almost for them. I think I think Bill Belichick will be able to turn any situation like that on its head and use it to his his advantage. Well, he's like a tactician, man. He'll think of every single angle. He'll have everything done. Yeah. So when they come in, they'll be so prepped and ready that they just have to literally do what they need to do, and they'll be they'll succeed. Uh, so I think we sum that up. Like, yeah, it's um. It's good for some experienced teams, bad for some rookies. I, I still think most running backs, they're kind of in that zone where um, if they're talented, that's going to shine out. So um, running back rookies, maybe if they're like the high-end guys, I, I, I still think they can they can show up well. So maybe like it, it hurts the wide receivers, it hurts the tight ends a little more. Yeah, I was just going to say rookie, wide receivers, 
and new quarterbacks, I feel like that's really the timing and they need that kind of that extra time to work on that. But for sure. So, I mean, not like we were interested in Joe Burrow or anything, but you might want to like say, okay, well, is, uh, you know, any of those wide receivers or pass catchers worth it at all? Probably not. I'll just totally steer clear. I'll go away from that. Let Joe Burrow work out his kinks elsewhere, not on my team and not with my weapons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of steering clear with Dallas, I know you were talking a little bit earlier with them about that whole Dak situation. What's going on with that? Yeah, man, I um, I was I, I'll, I'll give him the credit. It was Colin Cowherd. He was dropping it. Uh, he uh, saying you know Dak on the low is is kind of disgruntled, man, and and I wouldn't blame him. I kind of like seemed like they had a, a tumultuous whole uh, ordeal over getting him signed, and it's only on the franchise tag now, so. Um, it'd be tough for it to not be a little bit disgruntled there. I don't think he, they even said he's, he's not the type of guy who's really going to come out and make a stink about it in the locker room. He's going to come out and be a professional, but underlying he is going to be disgruntled. So like, I think I was telling you, like I, it's starting to feel like to me, I don't want to get involved with any of the Dallas guys. Yeah, I totally agree. Zeke was probably number one on my board going in. And but because of that situation, I don't know how it's going to go. And I've seen it go really bad with T.O. and Dallas and some other characters. So that, that's just nothing I want to invest my money and in, be a part of and just watch my value go out the drain because these guys can't play right. And I will say, though, of all this whole situation, I do blame Dak the most because I do feel like it, it was on him to not get the money first because there's three people and there's only one pie and everyone's got to eat. He waited the longest. He tried to hold out for the most. And Amari got his money. Zeke got his money. And then there wasn't any money to give left. And then he still wanted his big money, but they just couldn't yes. financially do it. So they kind of put everyone in a rock and a hard place. If he would have just taken just a little less, it would have been great. But Yeah. No, I can see it from that perspective. But also from his perspective, too, everybody else is getting paid. He's going, hey, man, I'm the quarterback and I can't get paid. Like, what are we talking about? But yeah. I get it. I mean, regardless, regardless, I, I think it's a situation that we're starting to tell ourselves to steer clear. Yeah. Of it. So, I mean, just a little prospect for most of the people out there. I mean, I, people are going to be heavily interested in a Zeke. We're just saying that there's uh, more there's of a turmoil. risk factor in into a Zeke this year. There's that turmoil. So it's all just stuff to consider. I mean, it's all it's all there. So you have to you have to kind of think about that and, and just see how that plays into values as you're as you're evaluating. Yeah, and like you said, Dak's gonna keep it out. He's not gonna bring it to the locker room, this and that. Watch when they lose four games. Let's see what happens then. Yeah. You know, do they start pointing fingers and right. it might get nasty, you know. Three in a row and then it's a tough little bit of turmoil and it's like, ooh, ooh, okay. People start pointing fingers and stuff. So um yeah, and uh a little bit off of that, we could talk about Dalvin Cook. I, I think um we had kind of like gone through it before, but Dalvin Cook, uh, it can't, I don't even know if you know this. He, it, it came out that he was going to report. That's what Mike Zimmer, the coach of the Minnesota Vikings, said was Dalvin Cook will be reporting. Uh, the very next day, a, the agent for Dalvin Cook comes out and says they've had no such conversation. Dalvin Cook has not said that. Uh, and then he closes out. He had like two tweets, and then both of them said, um, <laughs> we're looking forward to his future success. With the Minnesota Vikings. That's that's what it said at the end of both of them. So I was just laughing about that. I was like, okay. So to me, real quick off of what we just got into, like some some disgruntledness, uh, we got to raise up the red flag right out the gate. That's a, one of the big reasons I want to get on is because I want to raise up that red flag for everybody and say, hey, 
look out on this Delvin Cook front, we might have ourselves a little uh, Zeke type situation at some point, or uh, Le'Veon Bell type situation. You know, Zeke Zeke got scary for a minute when he was holding out, and these holdouts get crazy. So, uh, well, I know when you had uh, Zeke that year with the holdout, you went and secured Tony Pollard. So do you think that's something oh, yeah. similar to this situation where you go secure the backup and secure that backfield and you feel confident well, moving yeah. forward? I think you can play it that way. Um, I think uh, I think we've talked about this, but Alexander Madison, I think he would be the true handcuff there. There's Mike Boone. Um, there's a little bit of competition, but if Dalvin Cook's not going to be there, I think Mike Zimmer might make a point and say, here's Alexander Madison. So, yes, I think I think like with Tony Pollard, it's a clear handcuff. There's not that many where I feel like it is just a solid guy who's going to come in and be the same type of every down back. So when it is that situation, I do think I do suggest picking up the guy behind. Yeah. If you go out and get Dalvin Cook, save a couple bucks for that that handcuff. You're going to need it. I mean, even I think last year I told myself, hey, man, if I've got to, I got to put I think I put seven to nine on Tony Pollard last year just to get myself in that mindset of this is what I need to pay for that backfield just to secure it and make sure it's all good to go. And I held on to Tony Pollard a long time last year. I mean, almost. Yeah. I think till like week 14. Yeah. I I think you had to convince me like, Hey man, I think you're good. Just like drop him. I'm like, I don't know. I've, I've loved this security blanket all year, but yeah. yeah, I I mean, there's some weeks that they both got 18 (laughs) points, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tony Pollard, he's pretty sick, man. I like that kid. So like, yeah, I mean, I see a lot of talent in Alexander Madison as well. And another year in the system, I think, I think it'd go right to him. So I definitely suggest doing the handcuff in the draft. If you're going to look at Dalvin Cook, because I think he's a, a holdout type situation. We might have a Melvin Gordon type situation, which you know something about too. We've, we've dealt with yeah. these handcuff and, and holdout situations. So we yeah, know. I didn't we have Austin Eckler that year though. <laughs> I, I didn't have James Conner my year uh, when Le'Veon Bell sat out the That's whole true. damn year. I, I learned my lesson now. D- learn, learn from me, folks. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> go get the guy. You got to hold out. Go get the other guy as long as he's like really the guy. I mean, there's there's a lot of handcuff situations. We've talked about that too. We can talk about it real quick that aren't solid. You know, like they just aren't going to really get to where they're the back. They're not a bell cow type back behind there who's just going to say that's the guy. Yeah, they can't they can't support the three down back role. Right. Okay. Um and then uh we had one more one more piece of news. One more piece of big news. Jamal Adams trade, man. Jamal Adams gets traded. Obviously the freaking Seahawks, of course. So, um I know. And I I projected them as the third best, but I think man it's a it's a it's a grab for tight the front first place right there, man. And these teams, I, I was That's gonna crazy. say, it's just like a it's a total arms race in this division right now, where it's just like people just keep getting picked up, um, additions made, and it's just like these four. I mean, even even the Rams, we've dogged on the Rams a little bit, but they're a talented team. Their coach is is talented himself. This is a stacked division. We went over it last week, but man, is this thing stacked? And the rich get richer. They get Jamal Adams. Uh, we were already talking about it last week. This defense is sick. Like the defense was sick last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where are we at now with Jamal Adams? Uh, probably the best safety in the game right now. So like, dude, that's tough. That's crazy. So we'll see. Pete Carroll's gonna love that man. He's gonna be chomping that gum, man, all all game. Chomp chomp. He's going watch that defense just chew up the offenses, man. 
I know, man. It's going to be crazy. I mean, they're, they're a decent offense, too. But like you said, they like to run the ball. So run the ball in defense all day. Pete Carroll's going to love it, man. He's going to love that shit. Oh, my God. It's going to be. Yeah. Don't forget about Doug Baldwin, 2.0. Hard, hard-nosed team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know you like Ty Lockett. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, yeah. And then um, I thought we were going to talk real quick, just kind of get into a little bit of these unsigned free agent guys. Just a little bit of news on some of these guys, so I thought we'd talk about them. We got Devontae Freeman and LaShawn McCoy, a couple running backs. I don't think they really have a lot of value wherever they go, but I do think that's the only reason I kind of thought we'd talk about it is just because you got to look out for where those guys go on the other side. So one report for both of these guys says uh, Philadelphia Eagle. Okay, so now, you know, that's not a big major signing. You don't think he's really going to be great. But I had some interest in Miles Sanders this year, you know? Well, of course you did. Well, he's your he's your uh, little collector. Yeah. You have him on the shelf, you I, know? I collected him last year. I, I might like to have him stay on the shelf for this year. Uh, I don't think I'd mind that. So, uh, LaShawn McCoy gets signed there. It, it, does, it does worry me a little bit. Um, not that I don't think Miles... I, w- I would not be too concerned. Yeah, I mean, I know it's just I depth. think it's Miles Sanders' job. I know it's depth, but like to me, the one situation that I do feel that in is in Philly because I think Doug Peterson is prone to going committee. He does like to just kind of shift that ball around a little bit, even with Boston Scott last year, a little bit. I'd still be interested in Miles Sanders, but like dialing back the the knob a little bit on his value at the top if if that happens before we get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, if any of those guys came, I'd actually be more scared if Devontae Freeman came in. Yeah. I mean, LaShawn McCoy, I feel like he's just a hometown favorite. So him coming in is just like, hey, it's a good fit. I don't really see him, you know, taking carries away. He's more if he gets injured or gets sick from COVID, you know, he might be a good play. So Devontae Freeman, because he's just a little bit more younger, more able back, in my opinion, I'd be more concerned with that. But honestly, I'm not dropping too much on my value for Miles Sanders. I still think he's the bell cow in that team. So. No, I like him there. The, the I'm only, still riding with him. The only other spot that's kind of popping up for these guys, too, is the Chargers. So kind of the same thing. Like uh, if you were interested in Austin Eckler, I think actually there it might, it might have even more of an impact. I, I think I'd be really yeah. – I, I, like to me, I'm not really a big Austin Eckler guy, but that kind of news would tell me, okay, I can't I, – there's for no reason I could put him on my team. Jackson take carries away from Austin Eckler last year. So if someone came in, I yeah. could see them diverting some carries away from him. And like you said, I wasn't too interested in the first place. Really anyone in that team. Yeah, so that's pretty much how I feel about San Diego. I call them the San Diego still. Refuse to call them the LA Chargers. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough like adjusting to that stuff, man. All the, all the different variations now of things. Washington football team, LA Chargers. Yeah. I think uh, I can get on used to that. San Diego Chargers, L.A. Chargers. That's just I can't. Well, I mean, we got we got to go uh, Las Vegas Raiders this year too. So a lot of that shit. Yeah, that'll be tough too. That, that's gonna be the tough one too. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, we also had um, Jordan Reed. I just thought it was interesting that he's still out there and he's actually he's still looking for a job. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Hamstrings and all. Yeah. He's 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 ready to be back, man. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there still looking for jobs. <laughs> That's true. Man. Uh, and then there's a bunch of bunch of defensive Tough guys. times out there, Jordan. Oh, man. <laughs> Stick with the jobs you got, man. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I will say this, though, Rich. You did mention that, uh, you know, it's like an arms race out here in the NFC West. Yeah. Do you think that uh, the cards are going to kind of go one up, raise the chips? Oh, man. It, go it's... and get one more defensive player? Oh, I mean, man. Clowney's out there. It would be kind of a nice FU to the Seattle going well, to get him. I think that's kind of where it goes. The, the only thing that scares me, I read in the article about Jamal Adams, is that technically speaking, they save money. Seattle saved money because they're bringing in Jamal Adams on his rookie deal still. So <laughs> the guy that safety they sent out was actually like $4 million bucks. So they're saving money in the deal. I actually got a little scared that Jadavian Clowney might go out the door. But yeah, I, I would be really behind the Cardinals finding some money and getting Jadavian Clowney in here. Or they've been linked to the other couple of guys. Um, Everson Griffin's still out there or uh, Marcus Golden. I think those guys are all type of guys who are going to get after the quarterback. And I think one more of those type of guys on the Cardinals, I do think that's a nice big FU back at Seattle. And it's also a nice gear up to get us right back in that mix. I think we, I think without it, we have fallen back a little. I, I say we, but the Cardinals have fallen back just, just that little bit again in the division. And it kind of stinks because they've done a really good job of putting together a good product, but they are a little bit behind now. Yeah. And I actually do feel like they should stay aggressive because I feel like they have a chance to actually win. So get the pieces. If you see a hurdle in your way, go get more pieces and overcome that hurdle. So if you got to get out of the NFC West, do what you can. You know, that's the first thing you got to win is your division. Then you can start going elsewhere. So, but I'll tell you what, whoever wins that division will be a clear favorite to win the NFC. I think that's a good point. I think that those, those teams are going to be refined and very, very good teams because they've had such great competition. Uh, You come out of that division and you go through, the, you get through the playoffs. I think, I think you're you're a contending team. I think you are a team that's establishing yourself as someone who should be pretty much in the Super Bowl. You would be having that expectation of being in the Super Bowl if you've came out of this division. Yeah, I mean, I can see two major playoff contenders coming out of this division. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I think that gets us through all of our unsigned guys. Kind of where we're at with that stuff. I think we can get into get into some other stuff maybe uh, maybe here in a minute. All right, man. Well, I just uh, having me checking out our Instagram page today and uh, noticed that you had a nice little preview oh, up there for us. Uh, so what would you like to dabble in there and tell us what you got for us today? For sure, man. I'll tell you what we're puffing on. And as you saw maybe on Instagram, I'm also um, doing a little munching too today. I've got a couple different products for us. So I'll go through real quick with you. And yeah. Um, if you could, if you guys could, um, we're out there on the Instagram, Organic Football Podcast. Um, if you could go and give us a subscribe or a listen on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're definitely looking for some listeners and get you guys out there and get you guys the good info. We're looking to um, get you all the good info. So anyway, yeah, today, um, as you saw, I got myself a new cartridge, um, Select. Um, I got myself an Acapulco Poison. So this is a little bit of a hybrid strain. So it's all straight sativa, um, but they've... Uh, it's not dangerous, fellas. Mm-hmm. Don't be confused. Uh, yeah. It's not poison. Yeah, I went with crack last week. It's delicious. Week. We had crack last week, um, and I've yeah. got poison this week. But it's- He's a dangerous fella, guys. <laughs> oh, no. it's a, I, I live dangerously with other other things, you know, electricity that we mess around with all the time. But uh, no, anyway... Um, Acapulco uh, Poison. So we are a, a hybrid strain that comes from Acapulco Gold and Durban Poison, Brad, which I think you and I both love Durban Poison. 
Oh, who doesn't like Durban Poison? Oh, man. It, it's a really, really good sativa. Um, definitely hits you with the nice um, the head high. I think um, I, I always find it to have that little bit of fruity type flavor to it. I, 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 that's what they say, and that's what I, I've always kind of imagined that out of that. And so I'll give Selects a little try here, see what we got. All right. I've always enjoyed the headspace of Durban Poison. And I tell you, I always like to kind of like... I like ones where I've really been into the flower before and I don't smoke the flower as much now because I think it's a little um, it's a little too heavy for my lungs. So I, I want to like kind of get a, a little bit of that out of there now. So I've been doing the vape cartridges. Um, so I like to I like to dabble in the flowers that I've had. Before. So to me, this hits pretty well on the Durban poison side. I can taste that Durban poison. It's really good. I'll let you I'll let you have a, a hit of this. The next time I see, yeah, Brad, I, I I would say this 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 weed is really or this cartridge is really tasting like the weed we smoke. Um, definitely, it definitely tastes like the flower. So, um, I, I'm assuming it's going to give me a nice similar effect. I also did want to get into a little bit of those nanos again today. We showed those on the Instagram as well. Um, so I want to grab yeah, a couple of those. Yeah, some of those fast guys. acting. Fast acting. I kind of talked about that a little bit last time. Yeah, um, they. Uh, I told you they're water soluble, dude. So they're they're infused um, to hit you faster. So I think that's something you might want to try, Brad. Maybe maybe they yeah, I was, that I saw that. Yeah, trick my body into digesting it finally. That might do it. It might actually get it to where I mean, maybe you still eat eat this bag, but <laughs> uh, yeah. maybe it actually really that does something for you. Better than yeah. four bags. So I was going to say, you should definitely try these out. Um, but anyway, yeah. But uh, the flavor on yeah, these guys... Do the... you hear that, Select? Send us some, and I'll love to try them out. <laughs> <laughs> Brad will probably eat whatever you got. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really good, though. I'll be your uh, guinea I pig. Do, I, will, I will tell you, I do like Select's like, flavorings of their stuff. All their edibles are really, really tasty. Um, these are a little bit sour, but still really super tasty. Um, so I appreciate the um, appreciate the select elite stuff, and and uh, I might take one more puff. Uh, that'll uh, that'll pretty much wrap up our intermission. I think I might uh, might take myself another couple of puffs, maybe, uh, because I'm definitely enjoying this cartridge. Well, yeah, man. The whole object of this podcast is to kind of relax and talk about fantasy football. So you know, if oh, you yeah. need to take a couple extra hits, Rich, to relax, then by all means. Well, you I was relax. thinking also. I was thinking also. I mean, you know, I don't want to steal all the glory, man. You know, maybe you should at least take a hit. Maybe we don't have to go into detail of what you're doing, but I think you deserve a hit right at this point, Brad. Filling in, oh, hosting. Well, yeah. actually, well, sure. I mean, since you say so, I shall yeah. take a dab. I think it makes sense. So uh, <laughs> I will mute the torch sound just for you listeners okay. out there. You don't have to listen. So I, I can I can narrate while Brad actually gets into this here for you. Uh, well, actually, yeah, since he's showing me, uh, he's got it nice right there in the screen, and it is lit up on fire. <laughs> and Brad has heated it nice and ready to rock, and he's got his wax, and he's taking a big, fat dabber. Okay, good. Yes, um, while he finishes that sucker. And that's how you take a dab. Oh, you can hear it. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> Dabs are nice. Dabs are nice. I think... I think it's good 
all the different varying ways to take your medicine is is a good way to take medicine. Now, I will say this for all you uh, connoisseurs out there of the medicinal marijuana. I will say this. Uh, I actually have a baby at home, so that's why I don't use flour because it's, it adds a lot of smoke. Makes but sense. if if you you know you're just single you're you know or not really single but if you don't have babies at home or anything like that you don't have anyone watching your house for smoke i would kind of mix it all up i would do some cartridges some dabs some weed some edibles because they all hit you a little differently so you're all kind of hitting on different tolerances so one day you do a little bit of edibles next day you do a little bit of flour next day you do a little oil you know if you hit on all those subjects you kind of like mix on all the tolerances Oh, Brad, I've even done those, um, like, uh, as, as crazy as it sounds, I've done, like, bath salt type things where, like, for, like, my back and stuff, I was recommended to take those, you put them in the in the hot shower on the bottom under your feet and just stand on it. And I'll tell you what, man, it feels really nice. It, it, it really does. It, it sends that relaxing, like, all the way up your body. And so I was actually, I've, I've been meaning to tell you that actually that's something you should try. They have those. They're they're really nice, man. It, 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 it relieves a lot of pressure right there in the foot, but like all the way up, all the way up your back, up your spine. Interesting. I'll have to try that out. I haven't done it in a while, and actually, like I've been feeling kind of a little, a little tense and all that in my back. I, now that I mentioned it, I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right, man. I think we actually that's that was a, quite the intermission, man. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Get your dabs, get your oils, get your weed, and let's uh, let's get back to talking some fantasy football. And so one thing I did want to kind of get in there is the the draft prep that we go through. What's our process? How do we kind of arrive at values? You know, how do you kind of design your team with, you know, the the makeup, the structure of running backs, wide receivers, and flex, and how do you kind of build that that whole process? So I'll let you kind of start, and then I'll kind of talk about my whole process after that yeah for sure um i think our processes are are fairly similar because um you and i kind of we do bounce things off of each other a lot we kind of go through like hey like uh, like we'll we'll kind of create each of us will kind of create like oh okay this is what i'm looking at for a roster i i I definitely sit there and divvy out and say to myself okay i'm going to spend this on a quarterback i'm going to spend this on a, a big time running back and then from there, I'm going to have values. So I'll have lists and I'll obviously have, you know, 10, 12 players that I can fit into those values. Okay. And now I've created a form of a team and I've created players on the other side that I can alternate and shift into there. Obviously, I have my preferences, but then I can shift those values into there. And okay, I create a team. Okay. So that's all my numbers. I've got 200 bucks. I create the team and I'll actually bring it to you, Brad. You obviously, you know, but I'll take it to Brad and I'll say, okay, look, what do you think about a team? where I've got a top top end quarterback. Let's just start there. That's I'll tell you right out the gate that's not where I like to take a team, but you know, I don't ever rule it out, so I I do go through that in the off season. Probably pretty early in the off season, but I do go through it and I say, "Okay, if I was a Pat Mahomes guy, how would I have to build a roster?" And I go down from there and I build the roster and I take it to Brad and say, "Well, what do you think?" And so that recirculates for months and months. I mean, we we literally start as soon as, um, you know, two weeks after the Super Bowl, we let, we let it digest and we get back into it. Man. You and I are always talking to fantasy football. We're, we're always, are always talking football. We're just going off on it. So I think that's a main thing, too, is always immersing yourself in it, too. Don't just take time off. There's, 
you got to get in there and you got to grind from the off season to the to the start of the season and all the way through the season. It's it's never ending, really. Yeah, you constantly getting fed information from the start, from trades and acquisitions and draft. All these things play into your final decision. But I actually kind of attack it a little differently than Rich. So what I do is I kind of project the NFL season and how I foresee it. And then I kind of go back and I said, okay, who were the standouts of that year? And so like this year, I kind of projected Zeke as that one guy. I felt like Zeke was hungry. He was going to get touchdowns. They were going to give him the rock. They just gave him the contract and he was going to produce. And I liked the division he was in. He was going to get a lot of touchdowns. But now because of obviously all this information that has now changed. So when I first started, I had Zeke on my board and I kind of start with three core guys. So I'm like, all right, this is my nucleus. These are the three guys that are going to give me about like 50, 60 points a week. And then from everything around there, I'll build from there. So then I, I, I star key these guys in my phone. I'm like, all right, these are the guys and I have values set with them. And then as Rich knows, over the time, things happen, new stories come out and that team evolves. And who I wanted two months ago is not even on my list when it comes draft day. So, it's, I mean, I don't know. So how, how many teams do you think I have, Rich, in between those three, four months oh, of offseason? Man, if if we go from the week after the, the NFL draft um, all the way up to draft day, uh, 30, 40? Yeah, different variations. I mean, you you come with it. it. It is a churn. I mean, you churn to it, but you get down to a plan most of the time. I think most of the time you get down to it. You got a certain set of plans. Like uh, I think there's been there has been an exception there, maybe, but but I think you get to a plan and you and you do kind of stick to it at least once it gets to game time. Yeah, once it gets well, once that draft time goes off, everything goes out the window. But just the preparation and setting values and everything. That's, I think that's kind of where you want to be at because as long as you go in with a good mindset of what your team's going to get, obviously some people like one guy can go for $90 and that was a key part of your offense or your nucleus. So if yeah. he's going for 90, obviously things have to change because that's not in your game plan. So you do have to have the ability to shift and change on the fly because you can't just go in all hardcore. These are my guys. I'm going to get them because what's going to happen is if someone else has that in their mentality, you're going to overpay and lose out on value down the line when you should have an extra $10 to go get your third, fourth, fifth best guy, but you don't have that money because you overspent on your number one guy that you had to get. So if he goes outside your value, shift like Rich does, shift to someone else. There's value there. Stick with the value. I think that's one key factor is preparation, is to say to yourself, not only what I've suggested before, but I'll suggest it again here, is value everybody. Uh, as much as you don't want a player, still stick a number by him of what, generally speaking, people would be paying. So you know you're really positioned and know everybody's values of where you really position them. And then especially when you prepare for wherever you're going to framework a team, and if it doesn't go the right way, I definitely suggest being so prepared that you have a, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, continue down the path. You need to open your mind up to, okay, what if, like, God forbid, the top four running backs, people go out there and they pay way too much. And we got four guys go off the board at, 80, at 85 bucks. You got to plan for a kind of a crazy situation. You got to plan for a guy who's... Well, not only that, but plan for the guys like, for instance, Todd Gurley. I think I've made it very, very clear that I'm not a big fan of Todd Gurley. But I still need to set a value for him because what's going to happen is, let's say it's my time to nominate and I'm trying to suck people, suck value out. 
So I need to know who is left with the most value. So when I nominate him, I can extract the most value out of other people. So if I think Mark, you know, I know he's not here to defend himself, but if he was really going to pay $55, I would throw Todd Gurley up there because I would want to extract $55 and get him down. So, I mean, if there's someone that likes AJ Green, you know, I'm putting AJ Green up because he might take $40, $45 or $35 or whatever. I need to know what that value is. So, like, I think it is very important what you said, assess value to every player, whether you want to put them on your team or not. It's good to have that knowledge when you're nominating bad players. You can assess it and evaluate. So, evaluating and valuation are two totally separate things. I'm going to evaluate the player and the situation the player is in. And I'm going to say yay or nay on the player. But then I also need to make sure I still value, uh, give him evaluation and I put a number on it. So really, I, I get down to really putting numbers on everybody. Everybody gets a number. I mean, there's, there, there's not really, I mean, you get down to it, there's zero number players, but then we're just not talking about those players. I mean, we've gotten into discussions of people being almost on that line of draftable and not draftable. But I mean, if you want to get down to that nitty gritty on those on that back end of your preparation, you've got to have those guys ready and lined up at the very end of that draft so that you're ready to rock with here's the guys I don't want that are a dollar and here's the guys I do want that are a dollar so that it's really easy and lined up because I had that trouble about three, four years back where I didn't have it like lined up and queued up into my machine and it got a little confusing and a little fast and I ended up with a guy that I wasn't looking for. Yeah, I've actually had it where I had shoddy reception yeah. and I got kicked out and I went on auto bid. Mm. And because I didn't set up those numbers, yeah. I, I got stuck with some guys I really didn't want. So Yeah, so uh, yeah, and that's that's key too is I would say um whatever format zero you zero those are guys using, out if you don't. Yeah. Um you, like on ESPN is where we we play our league. Um you can go in there and set the values as well for each and every player and then zero and then in there you would zero out players and say I don't want that player give them give them some sort yes, of evaluation in your head yes 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 but go in through and say no I don't want any of these players you zero them out and then if you happen to lose your internet something god forbid happens you're still ready to rock it'll it'll still bid for you and stuff like that and like I was saying at the end if you can be prepared it's good to just get your players queued up for nominations and like have it prepared to just shift and be ready so that you have your players there that you don't want and that you do want and you can just do it real quick and easy. Yeah, I highly recommend that because I got burned because you don't realize like I had like seven bucks left, so I couldn't really bid on anyone, but I still had like, you know, five positions to fill. So when it came time to nominate, it was like nominate, 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 nominate. And so I wasn't ready for it. I was trying to scroll through and you only have about 10 seconds when it gets down there at the end. So if you're not ready, it's whatever guy was they think is the best, and that that guy's going on your team. And then that's where I kind of got into I didn't want that guy, so I wasted the whole waiver move preseason going to get the guy that I missed out on. Yep, so yep. you know, not only did I waste the time, but I also wasted the move. So for sure, man. Uh, yeah, and I mean that kind of gets us through a, a little bit of what we do. I mean, we could we could probably talk for a really long time. We could go really in depth and and get into like some of the stuff that we do, but I don't. I don't think we have time for that this evening, but uh, but we can get into some more stuff about the draft stuff. But like, I would say like a big thing of what it really comes down to, it seems simple to say, but be prepared. Preparation. Really get into your preparation. Really find out like 
how you want to form your team, how much you can spend on each position and all that. And also think about the teams and the players, like what the players are going to do on certain teams. So I know, you know, ESPN and all those, they're going to rank their top 100 players at each position. And if you really don't want to do the preparation, you don't want to do the work, you can just go off that list and just, you know, go with their research and pick the top players. The only problem is I feel like they're not really taking into effect certain teams and how they're going to perform. Like, I don't know why Cincy would be on the top of any of that list. But if there is a Cincy guy, that draws big concern for me because I don't like that team. I don't think well, they're yeah. going to score a lot of points. Well, I mean, you'll see Joe Mixon about eight on most people's lists, about eight to yeah. 11, somewhere in there. And and so to me, that's a little yeah, bit of he's an 11 to 15. Where, as in 11 to 15 of like guys I'd want to put on my roster. Heck yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I think it also comes down to like me, I, I like to be an evaluate. So I'll sit there and evaluate. Like, I think you kind of got into it a little bit earlier, but evaluate teams. Tell me, tell me the good teams this year too. Tell me all the like, like you could run through who are going to be good teams: San Francisco, Baltimore, uh, Kansas City. Like I don't know why that's third on my list. Uh, Kansas City first on the list. These are going to be great teams. Uh, so let's get some of those players. I, I definitely think that's a a good route to start with. Is that look for prolific offenses and and good teams. That's also a, a play a good easy place to start. The offenses they run. San Francisco loves to run the ball. Run. Okay. Yeah. I would want to run him back in that offense, you know. Or the tight Kansas City yeah. loves to throw the ball. So kind of like look at what the offense is doing and try and mold your team to someone that kind of fits that mold. And yeah, the one last thing that I was going to kind of comment on is the war room. I know oh, yeah. uh, Mark and the other guys in our league, they've always kind of like went to, you know, a general meetup area and kind of kind of done it as a big party a draft party where we kind of had a different mindset of this is business well one thing we like to smoke a lot of weed so that wasn't really <laughs> conducive at the bars so yeah. one way to smoke weed at during a draft is stay home at your couch and smoke weed so that's kind of what we always elected to do because it kept us in the right mindset we have a preference but, uh, i yeah. think when we're in a war room i mean we got our two laptops set up we got the draft going we got our notes going and i mean we're kind of working together but not work working against each other at the same time we're not trying to help each other out but you know whatever information we can get off each other well ask you like i mean for the most part you and i don't necessarily go after the same players every year we evaluate our players a little bit differently so that's what's kind of interesting about us is that a lot of times our players don't necessarily like negate each other because we think about things a little bit differently. That's one of the main reasons I thought like podcasting of us together would kind of made sense was because our minds kind of congruently find the right type of player that you like, the right type of player that I like. So it's always like we go into a draft and we're able to kind of sit there and be like, okay, well, Brad, this guy wants to go at 40. Do you think that's too much for me now? Cause he'll also have heard my plans beforehand too. Like, he knows where my mindset has been on, okay, I'm really I'm really trying to set my roster up with two good running backs and then get myself a wide receiver and a tight end this year, and I'll pay $2 on quarterback. And then all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, Brad, do you think I should pay like 17 on Deshaun Watson? That's just putting it out there, but I, I, I wouldn't – I'll, I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you guys. I'll tell you, Brad. I'm not really – I'm not really feeling spending money on quarterback, but – just let you know, guys, he spends $10 on two quarterbacks for about the last three years. That's his That's his MO. That's the right way to go. 10 bucks on two quarterbacks. 
I said, I think I had, I think it was actually, maybe it was 18 when I had Deshaun Watson. I spent 25 bucks on him. And then since yeah. all around that, I've I've always known not to spend on quarterbacks. And, and I spent on 25 on that. And I was just like, yeah. That shit changed you, man. It's not worth my money. Like, <laughs> it's just not worth my money. Get that out of here for my money. So, like, no, and no offense to him. It's just he's, it, as a fantasy football player, he doesn't separate himself. As an NFL quarterback. That guy separates. Well, himself. like you said to Mark, it was a three point difference. Yeah. You know? So yeah, three points and for twenty two bucks. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I want my twenty two bucks. Twenty two bucks is too valuable in a, in a fantasy auction draft. It's too much money to be diverting. But that that's my opinion on the on the quarterbacks. But we we've been over that a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I'm just saying, you know, coming to the draft room, the war room, which I, I will admit too, I, I love it. I mean, yeah, the the guys in our league, they. They've kind of like they they wish we were there, and, and sometimes I do wish we could hang out. Like I I do I do agree. Like I would like to to chill out with our boys and and see them that day. But I am also trying to do business. Like we come to it with kind of a little bit of a business like mentality. I'm there to get my best team, and the way that's going to happen is without the distractions. With and and it is actually the key to it is to smoke a lot of weed that day. Like. We do get into a there good mindset. There has been some invites extended. I know oh, we've yeah. invited Jay. We've invited Mark before. I know they've oh, all yeah. declined, obviously. Eddie Eddie has joined us on one occasion. I so think Eddie was it's there. not like yeah. it's an exclusive. Yeah, he had joined us one time. So it's not exclusive. But, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, do people have different mindsets, like you said. Anyone could join, but I think they do like to have the party. And, and I agree, like, parties are cool. Um, it is just a matter for us. We've we've delineated it and said we're gonna we're gonna find the focus. We're gonna come in and make it a focused event. We still have a shit ton of fun. <laughs> I think every time we yeah. have a shit ton of fun. So like I ain't missing out on the fun and I'm pretty much securing a great team every year. So I would encourage people to give it a try. When I know I put in the work and I, I accomplished what I wanted to do, that's that's what's fun for me. I think I think there's a little bit of joy in taking that business like mentality that we take to it. Where when you get done and your business is done and you've done your business and you said, "Oh, look at my roster now." There's a joy in that to me. Like that's 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 my joy that I take from it. I think people should at least give it a try sometimes, you know. People might be more forced into it this year. We have a lot of maybe zoomy drafts or something and people but people in their own space you can do your thing and be a little more focused and really get down to down to the nitty gritty and, and secure the players you want and get a good team. In the yeah. 10 years we've done this league, Rich, I will tell you, I have made the playoffs nine out of 10 years. Yeah. And one year we all went to a bar and we all <laughs> drafted together. <laughs> and that was the one year I went. I said, you know what? I put all our differences aside. I was like, let's mm. go do this. Yeah. Let's do it together as a league. And I went there. And holy shit, did I draft like shit. My team was awful. I could, I think I was like two or three games under 500. Yeah. Couldn't make the playoffs. Couldn't Five even, couldn't Five even trade. My best guy wasn't even tradable. Oh, it was an awful season. All, through, all and, because of one party, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, had to go to that party. <laughs> I think we've been, I, th- I, I was trying to think of how many years uh, we've been doing the war room, but it's got to at least been the last five. Yeah, maybe six. Yeah, 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 somewhere in there. But yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 kind of a good breakdown, I think, of what we do for draft prep for now. Um, we can we can do that, and maybe maybe we'll move on to one more little section before we go tonight. Wrap things up. Yeah. Uh, do you got any uh, potential breakout players? I figure we kind of go through and uh, 
list one out on each position and you know yeah, kind of give the the fans yeah. just something to kind of notate on their notes and kind of watch out for and hopefully get and prove them right that this was a steal. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely down for some breakouts. I think I think breakouts, I will say before we get into them, they're an important factor, man. You got to find those guys. You got to have a couple breakouts on your team. If you if you don't find somebody who's wasn't expecting to be something that he is, if you don't have that on your team, then you're just paying straight money value for big name big name players. You're not going to like spike up and have a good team that's that's ready to perform year from one, week one to week sixteen. Yeah, and I know we all give Jay, you know, a lot of credit for you know, stealing players at the end and winning the championship off of that. But let's be real. He got Lamar Jackson for three bucks. So, I mean, that's a breakout player that can really, I mean, that without that, he doesn't win a championship, even with all those steals. So he needs needs a guy like Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, that you can, you can arguably say Lamar Jackson is the reason he won that championship just as much as to say those trades are what did it for him. I think you'll see a lot of champions out there are holding at least one of a major breakout during the season. You know, whether whether it be a Terry McLaurin, a DJ Chart, uh, you know, whoever it may be, uh, Lamar Jackson for three bucks last year. I mean, that's just kind of like that perception. It might not have, not have happened in every league. Uh, maybe he went for eight bucks, but like, I'm telling you, that's super value. And when you score that in the draft specifically, you're going to have so much money elsewhere that is freed up to get, secure players too oh i've still got my christian mccaffrey but i only spent three bucks on this quarterback and guess what he's top four well that's that's huge huge value and that's that's where champions are made that's setting up for a good team when you do that shit so but not only that you can also get depth too you know which you know you get an injury bug wow i had this extra money i was able to put this guy on my bench and he's doing well so i'm not really gonna you know miss too many steps i can just keep you know riding so, uh, quarterbacks, Rich. What do you what do you think, quarterback wise? What do you got? Okay, who's your breakout player? Quarterbacks. I got a guy. I've been um, been debating. And if you want to give bit. me two players, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with you give me two players. I I narrowed it down. I got to one. I'm ready for one on each of these motherfuckers. Even if we even I if we actually line had two up on, on quarterbacks, it, I was kind of even if we line up on I it, I think we bad. should just roll. So like we'll just roll with it. If we All agree, right. we agree. That's just what it is. I already have them written down. So. It is what it is. No, but uh, quarterback will start Tennessee. I like Ryan Tannehill. I it took me a little while to come around to it. We even had a discussion about it when we spoke on the South. It, it's it's kind of clicked with me. I think it's easy throws. Um, I think he was. Uh, I was looking up some stats. He was number one last year in passing plays, nine of them forty plus yards. So um, wow. I really like this guy this year. I, I'm going a little bit groom here again, uh, but. <laughs> I really yeah. like him. Uh, well, the thing I like about him, it's like kind of that perfect little chemistry. You got a guy like Derrick Henry that's mm-hmm. gonna keep those safeties honest. And then you got a guy like AJ Brown on the outside that can just torch people. Yeah, and then beast. you got a guy, you got a coach that's just gonna, you know, I just like the whole system he's in. So and he proved last year he makes good decisions. So that could be a nice little breakout. Yeah, the funny thing about Tannehill is I think people are projecting him about, you know, twelve to fourteen. And honestly, I, I see that top five potential in him. So I think he's he's the, a perfect breakout candidate. So who you got? Who you got at QB? Well, I think they're both going to go for less than five bucks. I, I was kind of tossed between them. I think Russell Wilson will be super cheap. Like last year, he was three bucks. And I think he could be a top five, especially now with the addition of, you know, Adams. I think 
you know, they always want to win. They're always hungry. And he, he plays so smart. And then also Drew Brees. I think he's going to be really, I think people are down on him because of his age. But with Tom Brady coming to town, I think Drew Brees is like, this is my division. This is not your division. And dude, he is, he is probably one, uh, Tom Brady and him are probably the two most fierce competitors right now. So yeah. I think that is going to be a really fun division to watch. So Breeze can just throw and put up points, man, if you let him. So if you get those guys for under five bucks, either one, I, I can't imagine you being upset. Well, I, I agree. I mean, I think that's what's a little tough at the QB position is because I feel like you should wait until that back end because there usually is that type of guy for some reason that'll fall back. Like those names you gave off, yeah. Russell Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, you're absolutely right. Those guys are high end. And like, you know, there's 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 factors. Okay, Drew Brees in his age. That makes sense. I get that. I've seen a little yeah. bit of decline in the arm. But man, that that wet that offense, he's in a dome. Like I still love Drew Brees for uh, an under five. Yeah, quarterbacks in domes just give an extra little value to me. Cause you know when it comes, you know, November, December time, you know, there's some guys like Pittsburgh, some nasty weather, you know, it's it's tough sledding for those guys. You know, they still can get it done, but you know, you got a snowstorm coming in. Or what was that one that the rain shower was San Francisco and Washington last year? Slop. You know, you get some in a dome, you don't have that. You take that right out. So it's a huge variable to try and plan for. For sure. Yeah. And I, I like the Russ Wilson one too. Um, the, you know, it's kind of that that Tannehill situation too, where it's like, you know, they're going to run the ball. They've got the defense on it. Um, so it's it's that super efficient passing game. Like the, the numbers aren't there. They're, they're only throwing the ball maybe 27 times a game max. So that's on average, but super efficient. Like, that, that's where I like when it's coming off a of play action. There ain't nothing sicker than when you have that mean play action where it's like, OK, I'm I'm bracing for a Derrick Henry coming out of here. Uh, I, we got We got to have two guys here at least to tackle this mofo right now. So the, everybody sucks in on that play action that really opens that up. So I, I like the Russ Wilson thing again too. Where do you want to go after that? You want to go let's 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 mix it up. Let's go tight end. Oh tight end. Okay. We're really yeah. mixing up. Uh, tight ends are kind of a little bit on the board. Who do you think I got, Rich? Who do you think I I got? Oh let me oh you you want me to guess, huh? Yeah you want who do you think I pick? Uh, don't you wanna have a Fanta? You want Noah Fanta? Fanta. You know you what want I want Noah Fanta, Fanta. Fanta. Noah Fanta, yeah. Noah Fanta. Noah Fanta. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think I he's because I, I kind of <laughs> less than five bucks, man. I think he will be a top five tight end this year. So we've had those talks about him. You like him, and I I did put uh Ian Thomas on the list too. So oh man, after yeah, my own little heart. shout out. <laughs> yeah, I I've been turned on him. So you know, if for some reason people listen to this podcast, and I hope they are, and everyone's like, you know, Brad's gonna pay twelve bucks for Noah Fant. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys, fuck you, and I have other plans. I have other plans. So, yeah, okay. I have well, other plans. Like we talked about earlier, have them other plans so, for sure. I like that. I do have values, and I do have guys I want. But if you know you guys are smart and are listening to me and uh, play this game against me, well, guess what? Which comes to I show? I have other plans. I have other plans. That's a good way to I'm do it. I'm getting in town. Me and Thomas, or somebody else, or I might have somebody for you too, Brad. I, I might go high end, uh, tight end this year, but so now I got to have a breakout as a as a plan C or so. I've got Chris Herndon for you, New York Jets. Okay, I like that kid. Uh, he was he was troubled last year with some injuries, some other stuff going on. Just on the on the banking on him coming out and just showing out his talent and all that other stuff going away, the injuries going away, anything else going away, and he just plays some football this year. If he's on the field, I think he's a really talented kid. 
Uh, I think it's a really good situation with Sam Darnold. I think he's going to start to really form up this year a little bit. So I like the play. I like the play of Chris Herndon. I think he's going to be he's going to break on that top ten top ten status if he if he's a healthy guy all year. So look out for the health. That's that's the one thing on him. But I think he's a good breakout. Well, actually, I'm going to stick with the Jets too on my breakout player. So apparently, the Jets watch out for them. They're going to have some breakout guys. I like Perryman, man. Yeah, okay. Perryman. Yeah, uh, wide I like his talent. Yeah. I like his speed. Yeah. I like what he did in Tampa Bay when Evans went down, you know, and he got bumped up to that number two role. Yeah. Uh, he kind of reminds me like a Ridley down in Atlanta, you know, just someone that could plays that number two well. And if he needs to, I feel like he could even be the number one. So he's going to go for less than five bucks, uh, maybe even a dollar or two. So he might be that guy you just stash on your bench and, and watch him pop. And, hey, man, even if you got a great receiver, throw him on your bench. When he pops, go trade him. Go get a nice running back. So. That's what I also kind of look for too. Is go get those nice pieces when they pop. I call them trade bait, and I love trade bait. Well, yeah. If you, I mean, if you can stack skill and get to you know seven, seven, eight deep, and you can you can give somebody up. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah, that's when you're really. Well, yeah, if you can pull the two for one. Yeah, you got two nice skills, and you want to go after a primo back or something. You know, that's yeah. you can't get it done unless you got skill and you need depth. Because you can't give away your whole team for one guy. So sure. when you get a lot of skill, that's when you really command the trade market. Well, yeah, I like um, I like uh, I like that Rashad Perriman. That that's a that's a good one too. I, I guess we're we're liking the Jets passing game this year. Yeah, you and I. Okay, Sam Darnold. Uh, I, uh, yeah, Sam Darnold. Not Sam Darnold didn't make my list though. <laughs> Sam, but in Sam Darnold, we trust apparently because that's our that's our guy. Yeah. I I do like Sam Darnold this year. I think he I think he could have a breakout year. Not necessarily as a fantasy guy, but really honing in as as a really good NFL uh, quarterback. So I, I think I think I like that progression. Yeah, I think the mono has passed him, and you know he's going to do much better this year. Okay, uh, wide receiver. So you got Bashar Perryman. I have my boy, Scary Terry F one Terry McLaurin. I love that kid, man. Uh, I think he's. I I actually started thinking about this man like. Any progression at the quarterback position. So if it's Dwayne Haskins, or if it has to be, so if Dwayne Haskins is is not cutting, Ron Rivera is going to cut the cord. So uh, I think there's going to be improvement at the quarterback position, no matter what. And we saw this week also. We kind of missed that in the news or notes that Alex Smith is actually fully cleared. Brad, he is fully cleared to do some football activity. Ooh. Like I knew it was going to happen. I know you were preemptively super excited, and guess what? It came to fruition. He's he sounds like he might actually end up in the mix. And to me, if it's Alex Smith back there, oh my God, the sky's the limit for Terry McLaurin at that point. Honestly, I, I'd be a little bullish on the the Washington football team coming around. See, I was, I was right on top of that. Boom. It flows better. If they had you know? Alex Smith in, in in at the helm as the quarterback, I would definitely be a lot more bullish on this entire organization for this season. I think they've got a good defense. They've been drafting defense really heavily, really well. And I love Terry McLaurin. This guy is a number one wide receiver talent. He blows people off the field. I mean, and to see the kid not only blow people off the field, route running, killing people, um, he reminds me a little bit of AB, man. That's what that's what I've been seeing when I watch tape a little bit. Like AB, and and like he's already like getting into like just really killing these routes, really killing people out there, killing corners, man, making them look foolish. So when the ball comes, I'm looking forward to it, man. He's gonna he's gonna have a stellar year. He could be top ten, to be honest with you. All right, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, honestly, 
I just never liked Dwayne Haskins. So if Alex Smith comes back, I'm totally on board with it. Yeah. But like you said, I don't think he's going to go for much because, you know, people aren't really too highly interested in the Washington football team. Right. So Yeah. So I think it's a good, I think it's a really good value play. So yeah. Uh, one more position. What do we got? So who you got at running back? I'm, I'm definitely interested here. I like the rookie, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, I, knew it. I knew we were both going there. I should have yep. known to have a backup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I had Marlon Mack. I've traded him for the last two years. And it just doesn't seem like 100% on board with him, you know? I feel oh, like yeah. they don't feel confident. They keep bringing people in. They keep testing the waters out with other people. And so, yeah, I think – and he's he's a great talent. I think he's by the week three, four, he's going to kind of be the sure back and the more trusted back. So I kind of I kind of like where he's going with that. Pretty, so that's kind of where I'm at with him. And what do you think, Rich? Uh, I'm pretty enthralled with that guy, too. That was going to be my guy, uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's He was drafted high in the second round, so I like that. Um, we've talked about him before. I really like the kid's talent. So I do think he takes over there. The other guy I might go with is uh, David Montgomery. I think there's a little bit of an undervalue going on there uh, with the Bears organization, too. So I'm looking at teams that, you know, people oh. – Mark would be so happy with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know. Funny thing is, I like the Bears this year. Yeah. We've been there, done that. But, yeah, I, I like the Bears. I think they're undervalued in people's opinions of them. Um, I'd like to see Matt Nagy give the to give the rock a little more, right, straight to David Montgomery. And I think he's got it. He's getting drafted about 24 right now at running back. So, I think he I think he can certainly outperform that, get to top 15, maybe top 12. So, that's my guy. I'll go with him. Since you since you okay. were first, you get Jonathan Taylor. So you did have a backup. Well, yeah. You lied to well, me. Well, I I thought it would be interesting to see if we were the same guy. <laughs> I yeah. lied to you. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think there's a ton ton of breakout guys this year. Oh yeah, yeah. There always is. There's always a good group of you know solid fifteen twenty guys that are just not expected to do what they're gonna do. Yeah. yeah so. uh, one thing I would kind of mention uh, just to kind of prepare for with this new up and coming season with the COVID, yeah. really kind of take a look, save an extra 10, 15 bucks at the end and go get a couple extra really cheap, decent players because you're going to need that depth this year. I don't know what you're going to do in your rules, you know, add extra acquisitions or extra IR spots to balance the scales out with this, but. You know, I really think this year depth is what's going to win the championship. So go get your squads, go get as much as you can and save your money, maybe at the top end and kind of go get a lot of depth. That's kind of where I feel this year. Yeah. That's where you're going to kind of set yourself apart from everyone else. Yeah. I was thinking um, maybe um, next episode we could get kind of like into a lot of what we were saying, like how, how do you even build a roster that's super valued? Like where we're going to like, so we could like kind of design a value roster for people next week. Maybe I'm leaning that way too, that, um, that we're, we're leaning towards with, with what we're going to see and how tumultuous it'll be that, that we're going to want value. So, I mean, that may be a little preview precursor to where we're leaning. Maybe uh, a little lean from us is that we're going towards value this year. So we'll see. Um, and we'll kind of get, we'll guys, kind of get that's into the that. organic football podcast. You just heard the next episode organically form. Yeah. Yeah. In this episode. I mean, I, I feel like, so yeah, so that's where we're going to take you next episode is just kind of the strategy and all that. Like Rich just said, I think that's where we're, I think we're in a good location there with our uh, good foundation there of having, you know, we'll talk about like things that we're seeing team specific and then 
we'll get into some of where we're going like um on a strategy level a super draft strategy level and where we where we would be at where our iterations are at we can just kind of roll with that we are looking yeah. to do it just like we've said what we spend at each position yeah. you know yeah so how many good. players in each position you want to you know, get stuff like that. So we, we'll go way more in depth that we don't have enough time on this episode because that, that's almost a full hour in itself, Rich. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we could go for hours and hours. Man. That's what we do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we're not going to just plug the, the mics onto us as we walk around and do our electrical work, but we'll give you the snippets of it here. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. The condensed primo version. But yeah, I think um, I think that was good. Good episode. Uh, All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for coming out. And uh, don't forget to go to our Instagram, Facebook, and podcast. Make sure you give us that subscribe and those likes. We love to see those hearts and all the feedback. Uh, Let us know what you think. And yeah, Rich, do you have anything to say to our uh, faithful listeners out there? I just uh, appreciate you all, anyone who's listening in. And uh, yeah, we'll take your feedback any way you'd like to give it. Um, Definitely appreciate a, a rating, a subscribe, a like, a follow. Any of those actions are awesome. Um, we appreciate you all anyway. So um, definitely enjoying the podcast. I'm glad we got back out here. Um, got through some of this good stuff uh, that we need to get through and uh, ready to keep going. I think we'll get back together next week and kind of hit it, hit it again, right? Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of topics still to talk about before draft day. So uh, guys, to get ready. Yeah, we got to get in there and get a lot of content for you guys. So Hope we'll show. be back next week and. Hopefully you enjoy the show. All right, thanks, guys. Have a great one. fucking roof too how's that feel